Hello, I'm Justin, and welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You. Today on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about power. You know, that power that we have within us all. It's in our decision making. It's in everything that we do or choose not to do. It's in how we think and see ourselves. It's in everything. With that having been said, let's get right into it, everybody. Thank you for coming back. For those who listened to previous episodes and for those um, of us that, you know, this is our first time um, listening to me on my podcast. Hey, man, I want to thank you and I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to me. And as in every episode, I always ask if you get any wisdom from this man, you know, hey, listen, man, I, I, hey, I thank you for it. And I think it will be um, a great, you know, help to you in your life as far as any wisdom that you get, with, get from me and what I'm saying. And, you know, I have to give thanks to God because all of these wise things that you may hear from me, you know, I give him credit for that because on my own, you know, I know how stupid I can think. <laughs> Just being honest, man, and being transparent. Um, listen, we have a lot of power that's within us, man. And I want you guys to understand that. Listen, we don't have to live in weakness, man. It's a choice. And this is what I mean, okay? I'm not talking about those outside forces that are encroaching on us. That's something different. You know what I mean? Like when we're in a situation where financially we're not able to get out of right now, um, I'm talking about revamping your mind, rewiring those uh, cells up there, man, um, those nerve endings that, that, that are, you know, connecting our thoughts, man. Like we need to go from the negative side to the positive side, man. Because that's where the creativity lies, man. You know, the creativity lies heavily in the positive side. You know, you could get more out of a person that's positive than you can negative. And that's the same thing in life with anything. You know what I mean? If you're a negative person, you're not going to have a lot of friends. If you're a positive person, you're going to have a lot of help. Should you need it. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm coming from when I talk about the power. You know, yes, we may go through situations that are, you know, um, hard, stressful, frustrating. But just because those situations are hard and could be stressful and could be frustrating does not mean we have to operate out of that um, viewpoint that we are now in. We have a choice, everybody, and that's what the power is. We can either look at things on a positive note, or we could be stuck in looking at things from the negative side. And when we look at things from the negative side, we tend to look at only the problem, which means we can't see the solution. And that's what the problem is. 
we want to think from the positive side. We want to do a couple woo saws. We want to do whatever it is that's necessary so that we can get ourselves to the place where we can see the solution over the problem. If we change our minds, we will change everything. And that's a fact. I suffered depression for years. Um, until I went to therapy, I didn't know I was going through depression. You know, um, it was actually somebody that was close to me that, that, that told me, hey, man, listen, man, you, you need to get some therapy. You know, and, you know, um, I had to be given an ultimatum, everybody. I was so stubborn. I didn't want to do it. But, um, you know, in the end of the day, I did. You know, and I thank God for that, but I thank that person for that too. I mean, it was a hard thing for me to do, but at the end of the day, I had to do it, man. Um, and it was, you know, something that, you know, caused me a lot of anguish because things were coming out that I had suppressed for many years, man, I was living in weakness and in weakness, man, it's, you know, you, you cause yourself to suffer when you live like that because you weren't made to live in weakness. Nobody was. You were made to live in power. Power is graceful. You know what I mean? I mean, very graceful. Power is humbling. Power just is. Power is full. Power, true power, is love. I'm going to just put it out there. True love is power. It gives you the courage to fight for your family, even though the odds are stacked against you. That's power. Power is when you don't even feel like going to work, but you do it because you love your family or you love your partner. That's power. Power is at the source and at the base of, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, love is at the base and at the source of all power. God is love. But God is also known as being all-powerful. That's the connection. To fully walk in the best you that you can be, you have to take off anger. You have to take off entitlement. You have to take off pride. And you have to put on power, which then in turns. Uh, you will be also putting on humility. You will also be putting on gracefulness, if that's even a word, but grace. <laughs> uh, you will also be putting on um, happiness, joy, and peace. You know, uh, and that's a good way to live. You're full, so you're not full of yourself, but you're full of love, which causes 
you to be the most powerful person on the planet. You would think level-headed thoughts. You will have more solutions. And you'll be able to see the problem for what it really is. You'll be able to see things that are not visible by you when you walk in hatred, when you walk in um, pride, and when you walk in entitlement. You know, um, you won't see it in those um, settings. Um, it's just a fact. You know, um, you won't see the love people are giving you. That's one example. You'll see everybody um, in a suspicious way, whereas when you, you are walking in love, you can see the love everybody is giving towards you, man, and it's great. It's humbling. But that's because you're walking in power, real power. And then you'll understand, listen, man, you don't have to go through life thinking that, hey, man, it is what it is. That won't be your mantra anymore. You know what I mean? You won't walk like that. That's one of the things that, you know, I learned in my situation with me and my wife. You know, even though I'm going through a divorce right now, um, you know, a lot of things that I hated about myself and that, that caused me to have low self-esteem and to not be able to flow in power all stem from what I used to believe is true of myself. Because I rejected the love that was being given to me through all the people that I knew as a kid. Not at first, but as the years, you know, um, went by and I've had, you know, situation after situation, whereas, you know, um, the hate became more real to me. It became a, a factor that, that actually, you know, one of the, well, the main factor that changed me um, on the inside, like I was still a loving person, but um, I used to drink a lot, a whole lot. You know, I used to do a lot of things and, well, I didn't smoke, but um, I just used to do things that I thought was me just being normal me, which after getting therapy because of my wife's suggestion, you know, um, I found out those were just things that I was doing to release from the stress of the things that I hadn't dealt with. I was living in weakness, everybody. I was. And I thank God that those experiences happened now because it ultimately made me this person that has this beautiful spirit. You know, um, and I don't take credit for it for myself. I know it's all because of God and how he created me. 
You know, um, he created me with the potential to receive love. And that's the same for every living human being on earth. Nobody is created without the potential of receiving love. Because even on the, uh, the most coldest person, man, they love themselves to an extent where they're still here. Everybody has that propitiation, or I'm sorry, I said the wrong word. <laughs> uh, everybody has the capacity <laughs> to uh, love, man, and receive love. Everybody. We're made in the image and likeness of God. God is love. So we're made with that capacity for that. So once we walk in love, we walk in power. Things flow better. Man, I had one of the awesomest days ever at my job, man, once I realized that, man. It was the start of something new. It was like I was happy. But you can't be happy without love. You know, um, because it's a part of love. Love makes you happy. It makes you kind-hearted. It makes you everything that you see in your head about yourself but can't fully experience on this life. You know, or seem like you really can't fully experience, you know, if it, or bring to fruition. It's there, which means it can be brought to fruition. It just takes patience. It takes time. But most importantly, it takes love. It takes love. And that's what it takes. Um, the dopest thing that I can say that I now understand is how easy life is with love opposed to how hard life is without it. When you're full, filled up with love, you're connected to the source, which is God. When you're connected to the source, stuff that used to bother you don't. And the stuff that bothers you don't bother you for a long time. There is no depression, you know, in real love. And the thing of it is, is real love doesn't cause depression. It causes happiness. It causes acceptance. With real love, I can see a person that really don't accept me for who I am and be okay with that. Won't have to use my words to try to win them over to my side because I walk in love and I walk in peace and if you walk in love and you're walking in peace it matters not how many people are walking with you more than it does how can you be a healthy person in that person's life while still being healthy for you and that's the difference that's the key life can be much simpler if you're willing to walk in love. Walking in love means to walk in forgiveness. You know what I mean? And just because you forgive a person that's toxic doesn't mean that in that forgiveness you have to continue to be around that toxic person. It just means that you've released anything that would keep you from being your genuine self. So that in the presence of that person, it doesn't bother you. Because you're not looking at the things that they have done. 
you know, you're more so looking at uh, the health of that person. Um, and if they're hurting you and it seems like it's on purpose or you know it's on purpose, it's because unconsciously they have not come to grips with something that hurt them. But I'm not asking you to be a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor or what have you. That's not your job. You know what I mean? So free yourself. You know what I mean? But love won't let you feel bad about that. You know, love will actually cause you to pray for that person. You know, and want the best. Really, I mean, really want the best for that person. That did you wrong. You know what I mean? Because you're whole. You're full. Which means you don't need anything from that person. See how that works? When you're empty, because you're empty, you need or you think you need from that person because you're basing it off of a lack. You know what I mean? And then you love better. You know, you're more open to what's actually going on around you. You know, that's the reason why, like, you know, um, in a relationship, you know, you can see a person that's talking a little bit crazy and say, hey, you know what, man? You ain't eat, did you? Like, what you mean? No, yeah, you know what? I didn't eat. Yeah, you talk a little crazy. But you notice things that are noticeable when you walk in hatred. You know, even if that hatred isn't for that person, it's, it can be hatred for yourself. I've been there. Self-hatred, that's depression. Oh, man, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You're, you're so condescending to yourself. Stop that. You deserve better. You deserve better. Even from yourself especially from yourself, then you can give better. You can't give better if you aren't getting better. See how that works? You have to get better to give better. So get better. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the road. Whenever you feel like that, that's coming from weakness. We walk in power. Power says as long as I got breath in these lungs and in this body, I can change for the better. For me. I can love better. I can love harder. I can be more intelligent. I can do things that I want to do and I don't care how that makes another person feel because I'm doing something because I'm full, which means I don't have to go off of what people think of me. Imagine a world like that. You'll still be having shoes that's coming out that'll be dope. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still some nice shoes out there now. But in the 90s, man, it was a lot of shoes, man. It was like shoes coming out like almost every week, man. Different styles. It was a style for everybody. You know, now I see like a lot of retro. Jordans, Nikes, you know what I'm saying, Reeboks, all that stuff, man. Uh, Filas. You know what I'm saying? What's the new stuff, though? What's the new stuff look like? Only a couple of things that I've seen that was new, like the Pumas. Yeah, they, they're kind of nice, man. I like those. But I still love the old Pumas, man. Those are my favorite 
as far as from like the Puma collection um, that they have out. But um, back to what I was saying, man, listen, you know, love is the most powerful thing God gave us, man, on this earth, man, amongst men, man. Um, it's the power of Jesus, man. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Love is the thing that connects everything. You know, it makes you do the right thing in spite of being wrong. You know, uh, that's love. And generally speaking, a lot of times we can't see it unless we reference our kids. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's like, oh, okay, well, um, our kids, they may act out or whatever, and you don't pummel them as a dad <laughs> like you would another person for the level of disrespect that they gave you as a teenager. You know, 17, 16, 15, when they're up in that age, when they starting to get a little height on them and everything. You don't pummel them like you would anybody else because of love. And you forgive them and allow them to still stay in your home. Excuse me, because of love. And everything that is um, worth anything, you know, you connect it to love. You know, and it's connected to you by love in your life. Like whether it be relationships or even yourself. Like I said, self-love. A lot of us out here are not even loving ourselves, man. And it shows in our lifestyle. We're so careless. And we don't have to be. See, love calls you to speak up on things that need to be said. And also give grace for that person that isn't really worthy of the grace. You know, um, being presented to them by you. But love is powerful. And love is great, man. And it's beyond a feeling. Love is a way of life. You know, it's actions. Accompanied by words. That line up with actions. So, um... You know, like we look at it like, you know, in the Bible, you know, God gave his son because he loved the world so much or us so much, his creation. That if anybody believes in his son, Jesus, they'll have eternal life now. They've crossed from um, being cursed to eternal damnation to being blessed with eternal life now love is abundant man love will give you the strength to push through things when you're tired when you just don't feel like it and that's how you walk in power that's the truth man you know um, when you are single of mind you're clear. Love can help you to get to that singleness of mind where you see things clearly. 
And if you use love right, you know, there is nothing that you won't be able to do while on this earth. I don't know if anybody else has talked about that. Like, you know, using love to enhance your life and enhance things in your life. Whether it be understanding knowledge and wisdom or to gain in some kind of aspect. But, you know, when walking in love, you can do things that most couldn't. You know, um, and that's the reason why love is so powerful. You know, because even though a person may feel a thousand miles away from you, even though they're in front of you, love is like, you know, that dripping effect in a bucket, you know, where you have a faucet that's leaky, even though it's just one drip, eventually that bucket is going to get full. That's the same way love is with a person that's, you know what I'm saying, unloving, and I've seen it so many times in my life. I'm not saying that you can change all people. But what I'm saying is, no matter whether they acknowledge it or not, um, love has a presence. You know what I mean? Like, because in love, you walk in power, but you also walk in truth. You know, you're your true self when you walk in love. Nothing can defeat you because whether or not they receive your words does not matter more than your words being genuine from your genuine self. That's power. There's a lot of power in being your genuine self. You won't be fake. You know what I mean? You don't have to just tell it like it is. You can say it in a manner that they can receive your words. And hear you for what you're trying to say. And that's the change. Because whether they acknowledge it or they keep going on in that way that they're going. The difference is now they're going with a different understanding. That they won't be able to run away from. And even though they hide it and won't acknowledge it to you. It has made an impact on their lives in some way. I've heard too many stories where, you know, a person that got locked up for murder for killing somebody that loved on them, where they'll say, man, you know, I've did many heinous, heinous things to a lot of folks, but I still think about such and such, whoever the person is. That's because that's how powerful, that's how powerful love is. That's just it in a nutshell. You know, um, I can't begin to express sufficiently the peace that I feel right now after everything that I've been through. I lost a son. You know, my mom died six months earlier. Three years before that, I lost my brother. Um, going through a divorce and going through depression. And, man, at one point I felt like Joe, man. 
But the love of God kept me, man. I never once had a thought of suicide, man. Never once, man. Never once. And I know that's God. I know that's love. And I know that's power, man. Because even at my lowest point, man, love was still there, man. It was still keeping me, man. On my own, without love, man, I would have committed suicide behind all that. What? Suffer all those losses in that shorter period, period of time that I did? And it was just loss after loss, man, because, you know, when my brother died, <laughs> excuse me, three months before that, I lost a, uh, my uncle and a great uncle. It was like, wow, all this death. A nephew. Well, my great nephew. Death, 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 man. And I just felt like I couldn't get a break, man. But love sustained me, man. I would hear words of encouragement from God, man. Or I get, you know, I just open up the Bible and it'd be to something encouraging. Or God would send somebody my way. Or my pastor would say something to me. You know, my wife would say something to me. People at my job would say something to me, man. That's love, man. And, you know, even though I couldn't see it, you know, for what it was a lot of times back then. I mean, looking back on it, man, I had a lot of love getting given to me, man. And that, that sustained me, man. I just got to be all the way 100 with you, man. Got to be 100% honest with you, man. Very transparent. Um, you know, a lot of things, man, happened, man, that caused me to want to shut down and give up. And I did shut down. And I did give up on myself a lot. But... You know, at the same time, God kept me through all of it. And also, you know what I'm saying? Like, I learned something from it. I learned what I'm not going to be anymore. I'll never go back to that depression. And I can say that confidently. Because I walk in power. I walk in love. You know, and I'm not that same person that I was. Because of love. I'm evolving. Always. Still learning about myself, man. Still growing. And it was hard, man. It was hard, man. I had a whole lot of situations that I had to go through, man. A lot of them, man. Um, you know, um, and through it all, I actually became a better person. You know, through that Job experience. That's what I call it. And it's like, man, I can't do anything but thank God. You know, um, I apologize to my wife, you know, um, you know, for my behavior, you know. Um, and at the same time, too, man, I had to stop allowing things that was happening in my life at that time, too, man. I had to stand up for myself, you know, and uh, I did. You know, and it was one time, man, I'm going to tell you, like when my mom passed, I was already going through a divorce, gave my wife the house, so it was like, man, I'm living, you know, at my mom's house, and, you know, that kind of sucked, you know, because I hadn't been there, you know, since I was 19, you know, no, I take that back, I left at 19, then I came back when I was 20, 
three, I think, or something like that. And uh, no, maybe a little bit older than that, I think, maybe 24, 25. And, uh, you know, then, you know, um, you know, getting married a couple of years later and, you know, it was just like, man, I'm gone again. But, um, man, all those experiences that I had, you know, uh, just being honest, man, like, I just have to thank God. I, I can't. I can't say it any better than that. I was going somewhere else with that, but I got a little bit um, sidetracked by, you know, just thinking of the, that whole scenario with my mom. But, um, you know, because of love and me starting to love myself more, it got to the point where before my mom passed, you know, I had a conversation with her, man, you know, and... You know, like I told my mom, like, listen, man, you know, <laughs> I don't, I didn't, I didn't really want to let her go, but I had to because she was struggling while she was here. You know, she died, she had COPD, which meant it was hard for her to breathe, man. And she was so small, man. And I really wanted her to feel better, man. And I wanted her to be better, man. And she died, man. And it was around that time, man, you know, like I was really broken. And, you know, um, the fact that she died on my son's birthday, which is the day after mine's. Mine's is August the 2nd. His was the 3rd. And I say was because that's the son that I lost. Um. You know, and having to console him, you know, he got over there too late. You know, he was going to try to see his grandmother for his birthday. You know, of course, see me, but, you know, he was uh, with his girlfriend. And, uh, you know, um, it was just an incredible time. That was the time that I cried out to God, to really cried out to him. Like, scream, like, Lord, help me. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really let loose that night, man, because it was like I came back to the house, went into her room, man, and she's not in the bed anymore. And she's not going to return to that bed anymore. You know? And deal with that reality that this is permanent. This depression was hitting me. And everything at the same time. And I just cried out to the Lord. Lord, help me. And he did, man. I went to sleep and I would wake up. Go over there to where the bed was at. Like, man, I wish this, I hope this is a dream. But it wasn't. You know? And like I'm saying, man, Listen. Man, I found so much strength in that time that I know came from God looking back at this situation. I did. I did, man. You know, I had people that, I had, man, listen, 
I had a lot of situations, man. It was just crazy, man, because we had to get her buried. We had to do all of this stuff, man. And at the same time, it was so stressful because some things were out of order. So you're dealing with all of this stuff, man. And it was like at that time, man, you know, I just got to move, man. Got to make decisions. All right, listen, we put the date out. Boom. Okay, bro, what are we going to do next? It was like, man, it was like, man, um, you know, we have to do A, B, C, and D. Then after the funeral, you know, life goes on. And it's still like, man, you know, time is stood still, man. You know, and then like, you know, day by day, I began to get a little better. Day by day, man. And with that strength that I gained, man, I became a better person. I became more intelligent. You know, and I could really walk in love a lot more. I still was angry. You know, um, but I started to release that anger. You know, and it, it, it always depended on me. And I held on to it while I was releasing it. So it was like you put a pinhole in a water balloon and you watch the water come out little by little until eventually it's all out. You know, um, and I take accountability for that. Um, because it is all on you. How you let go of something or how you receive something. And that's a part of the power that's innate within all of us. And we have to get to that point where... We utilize what's in us, everything that's what, that, that's in us. And I don't think that we do that. I think that there's a lot of things that we don't utilize that's within us, and it's just dormant, you know. Um, and it takes a situation to happen for it to manifest itself in your life. It's like a uh, safety mechanism that your body has that propels, you know, what's needed at the time for self-preservation. Whereas it should be something that we can utilize and put into our um, catalog of things that we use on a daily basis. Because that's how we grow in that, you know, um, whatever it is. And with that having been said, man, it was just like, you know, an awesome feeling as I look back over my most painful moments. And I know that's the strangest thing to say, but because I'm receiving love. The love of God and loving myself, man. You know, I can see things differently, man. I can see things differently, man. I don't want to argue. I think arguing is foolish. You know, I think really when you argue, you know, you say careless things to people that you're supposed to care about. How do you do that? You know what I mean? Um... So a person that means something to you, you do meaningless things. Well, what is that about? You know what I mean? What is that about? Like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then we just chalk it up to just the emotions. But really, man, it's because we didn't do our due diligence of, like, doing the healthy things at the time before it happened. 
you know, that's the real reason and the real culprit behind, like, some of the things that we say. You know, it's the choice that we made. You know? And, and that's it in a nutshell. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's not the end of the world. You know, we all, as long as we have breath in our bodies, have the, the potential to change, man. And we're all given each day as a fresh starting point for our change. And we have to change. You know, um, if we want to be that better person, you know, if we want to change in exchange for a better us, we have to do the necessary things that will cause that change so that we can exchange our old bad selves for our new lovely selves. It's all within our power. You know, um, we just have to take hold of it. You know, as the Bible say, as a man thinks, so it'll be with him. And that's also true for everything in our lives. Like, because it trickles from one place to the other. If you're not sure and making decisions on, you know, um, everyday things like, oh man, you know, I don't know what I'm going to wear today, da 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 da. As crazy as it sounds, it can, if you're not careful, lead into not being sure of yourself, period. All it takes is the right conversation from the wrong person at the right time. And it's usually when you're empty. Because when you're full, hey, man, you can make decisions like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? You really can. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, walking in power is so much more fulfilling than walking in emptiness, man. Because then you're leeching on to people and you're trying to get from them what's already in you. Like acceptance. You don't need their acceptance. You don't need their okay to be okay. You be okay because you say that you're okay. Because you're the only one that has to walk your life. And live your life. You know? Live your life, man. You only get one. And it's crazy because we waste so much time being fearful when really there's nothing to fear except fear itself. Or, to put more, put more perfectly, anything that's on this world, in this world, on this earth, we should not fear. The only thing that we really should fear is God. That's the only thing. And the fact that he says that in his word, fear no man, but fear the Lord. You know, fear not man who is only able to destroy the body, but fear the Lord who is able to destroy both the body and soul in hell. That's somebody you'd be afraid of. But man, man, if the Lord don't want that person to touch you, he ain't going to touch you. 
And I don't see the Lord up there saying, hey, man, I want these people to touch my children. I really don't. But more importantly, man, listen. For all intents and purposes. Let's live our life in intention, in an intentional way, and on purpose, man. You know, let's stop going through life carelessly, effortlessly. Let's put some effort into living, you know. Let's do that. And for the love of God, let's change in exchange for a better us. With that having been said, hey, man, you guys have a blessed one, man. Hopefully this could, can encourage you. To, to seek those things that are currently beyond the horizon for you. Those things that seem a little bit too big for you. Seek those things because you can have it, man. You just got to go hard enough for it. All right, everybody. Peace out.